Welcome. Today, Wednesday in Holy Week, we are continuing to look at the new insights which Isaiah of Babylon, the Isaiah of chapters 40 to 55 of the book of the prophet Isaiah, brings us in the 6th century BC. Prophesying to the Jews in exile around 530 BC, Isaiah demonstrates a significant deepening of Hebrew spiritual understanding. For 80 years they had been separated from the Jerusalem temple, with all its rituals centred on the Holy of Holies, the dwelling place of the Lord. Younger generations had grown up with no knowledge of the former times in Judea, but they still had the writings that were to become the Hebrew scriptures the Psalms and the Prophets and the ancient stories of what was to become the Torah, the first five books in our Old Testament. In fact, it was in this period that the major editing of these books took place, editing the several strands together in a single narrative. The people knew about their origins through this wonderful collection of history and worship, and in them they met the Lord. So their understanding of the Lord God no longer depended on being in a particular place and people like Isaiah of Babylon saw the Lord as universally present. In fact, for him, the Lord was the only God. Beside him there was no other. Up until this time, the Israelites had not acknowledged this. All the other so-called gods for second Isaiah were nothing but man-made idols. He cannot emphasise this enough. This reading is from his first chapter, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 6 to 14. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and marked off the heavens with a span? enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord, or as his counsellor has instructed him? Whom did he consult for his enlightenment, and who taught him the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge, and showed him the way of understanding? Here the Jews were, in exile, in Babylon, and no longer a nation. 
Their condition was one of subservience, but their identity as the people of the Lord stayed strong and their conviction of the faithfulness of the Lord grew. They began to understand that their forebears had deserved to be exiled because the powerful and rich had taken God so much for granted and exploiting the poor, the widows and orphans had disobeyed the commandments. This was the message of the first Isaiah, the Isaiah of chapters 1 to 39. He warned them, as had Amos and Hosea before him, but they took no heed. Jeremiah continued to call out the mistakes right up to the time the Babylonians struck. But the people with the power to change things ignored him in favour of false prophets who told them what they wanted to hear. The good news of Isaiah chapters 40 to 55 is that despite all appearances, the Lord has not abandoned them. Now is the time for them to acknowledge the glory and the power of their God. In the New Testament, the story of Jesus Christ has parallels of turning defeat into victory. What happened to Jesus was not unlike what happened to the prophets who were ignored at the time, but their words had been treasured and put into scripture by subsequent generations. St Paul sees the power of God not just in the words of Jesus, but also in his very person. For he is the Son of God, God incarnate. Few Christians have access to Jerusalem these days. We do not seek God there. We seek him in the words of scripture and the lives and hearts of his disciples. We may not have God with us in a physical sense, but his spirit is with us whenever we call upon him. St Paul writes to the Corinthians in the first chapter of his first letter. Jesus Christ is the source of our life, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Listen to what St Paul writes to the Corinthians in his first letter, chapter 1, verses 18 to 31. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. 
But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, that the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. When reading 2nd Isaiah, Christians see themselves as the new Israel and heaven as the new Jerusalem, to which we should aim to return. We do not see our relationship with God as confined to this world or even centred upon it. As St Paul says, our homeland is in heaven. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who in your tender love towards the human race sent your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Grant that we may follow the example of his patience and humility and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. Let us keep silence in the presence of the Lord God Almighty, suffering servant, Saviour of all. <laughs> 